Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On 7400, let's welcome Colin Jost to the show for the first time. Colin, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. How are you, man? Oh, I'm excited to talk to you. Listen, I very I had to call in like favors to get yeah. you. I had to hunt Steve Byrne down and uh, and pull a favor <laughs> to get you on the show today. Uh, pleasure to have you on, dude. Great agent. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, my shadow agent, Steve Byrne. Yeah. <laughs> now, what were you guys roommates at one point? No, we. He was the first comic that ever took me on the road when I was starting out. And that's... I emceed. I emceed for him. It was I opened, and then Neil Brennan was the feature, and then Steve Byrne was headline. And did you have? Did you harbor resentment towards Steve and go, one day I will completely eclipse your fame? <laughs> I'll destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, the uh, last time yeah, you were, no, last time you were here was with Steve Byrne. I got to uh, hang out with you for a little while. Uh, but uh, yeah, you were opening for Steve, and then I think it was right around that time is when you got Saturday Night Live. Totally possible. It might have been like we were doing shows at Ebor City. Right? Yes, yes. It was at Tam- Tampa Improv there, and it was a few years back. So, um, And I understand now that we are both from the metropolis of Staten Island. That's right. The great the great city of Staten Island. That's right. Now, uh, this is yeah. a perfect way to give me the background that I will need on, uh, from Colin Jost about his life in Staten Island by asking one simple question, and that is, what high school did you go to? Well, it will tell you a lot because I went. To, I commuted into the city to reach this high school. Oh that man, that's a smart rich kid right there. Is yeah. what that is. Where did you, <laughs> what neighborhood did you live in? It was free. It was a free school. Yeah, we had kids that went. I lived in the in the tenement houses, and we had kids that went into the free school too. But that's because they were mob hookup. They knew what was going on. What did you? Where, where neighborhood did you live in? <laughs> I lived in Grimes Hill. Okay, so he's so by, uh, by by like Wagner. Yeah, so that was a nicer area, and you were also closer over there. Now, now I would say Pete Davidson and I are more of the same neighborhood kind of guys. <laughs> now, where were you? Where where did you which which uh, which where did you live? So I grew up in Newdorp, and but I did not. I now do you know Newdorp High School? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I lived on that street eight miles away from the school. Did I go to Newdorp High School? No. My parents and my mother sent me to St. Joseph by the Sea. So I traveled 16 miles in the opposite direction <laughs> when I could have walked eight houses down there. But she knew there were two things that I that would be I, that I would never go to school. And I think my family was afraid of black people at the time. So both of those things <laughs> stopped me. I love that at the time. Stopped me from going. Yeah, and then, the and then also. And then also. Cosby Show, and they really then everything progressed. Yeah. <laughs> now, what did you? At what point did you know? Because everybody in Staten Island, to me, old people, the guy at A and P, everybody was funny. When do you know you're funny? Uh, I think just in in grade school, like growing up with my friends in Staten Island, like we would just do, you know, recreate sketches, SNL sketches, or like Letterman bits together. And it's kind of like the only time we were happy, so it seemed like that was a good sign. 
See, but I never would have thought. Like, I was the same way. I was a creative kid, and I loved. I used to stab and watch Letterman every night. Then I ended up having to stab and watch Bob Costas afterwards, and I was tired the next day for school because that's really what I wanted. <laughs> but. But nobody ever encouraged. Yeah, well, because Letterman will lead you into Costas, and you're like, "Oh, Sammy Hagar's on," you know. And then next thing you know, you're watching uh, Costas. But you, but nobody ever encouraged me to be funny. They were always like, "Nope, you got to work on Wall Street." Well, no one encouraged me to be. No one encouraged me to do it as a job. I was definitely discouraged because it seemed like not a real job. Yeah. So you know, I was. I didn't realize that till then. And what did you do? What was your first? Boy, uh, where did you go? You went to Harvard. Yeah, I went to Harvard, and I but I, I wrote for this thing called the Lampoon, which is a comedy magazine there. So I mostly did that, and uh, and then when I graduated, I just tried to you know I applied to every show I could, and basically did not get any of those shows. <laughs> so then I worked at a. <laughs> I applied to like twenty shows and didn't hear back from any of them. Yeah, um, and I worked at this newspaper. I worked. I went. I moved into New York out of Staten Island, and then I immediately got a job back on Staten Island at the Staten Island Advance newspaper. Doing what? <laughs> I was working. I was working the over. I was working from eleven p.m. to eight a.m. Like putting the newspaper together oh. and like tr- help trying to write headlines and <laughs> like overnight editing stuff. It was insane. <laughs> I try to tell as many stories about. I lived there till I was eighteen, till I graduated from high school, and I try to tell as many stories as I can because the things that happened to me in that town are things you only see in movies. Do you know? Because you didn't live on this side of town, totally. so you you probably didn't know. But are you familiar with Paul Sweet Shop at all? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Paul Sweet Shop was in my neighborhood. It was right by my grade school. We passed a hundred times. My mother worked in the travel agency next door. It was also the place where they shot a guy in the face and put him in the basement so they could send a message <laughs> to the guy to the uh, the family that tried to kill Gotti. And I'm like, you guys, that's so average life to me, and so foreign to people in Florida. It's oh my god. Well, I, I some of it drifts down to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, yeah, yeah. We, my favorite was there was a like by the. By, uh, in Stapleton, Wu Tang had their store forever. Um, Wu Wear that was there, and they moved, they moved. The, it suddenly went out of business, and a dog walking place moved in, and it were like a pet store moved in. Right, and they didn't want to change to pay to change the W, so they just made the W the first letter of a store called Walking Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Wu Tang W. Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, now you did this movie about uh, Staten Island that uh, yeah, I did not. I mean, Drake Hills, yeah. I, yeah, and I didn't see it, but I was trying to explain to everybody earlier. I did see the preview for it, and swim clubs were like a big deal. If you didn't have a, an above ground pool, your family most likely would join a swim club at some point. Yeah, and I guess I, I guess I'm realizing only when I was older that that was a very weird thing. That's not that that's a foreign concept. I think it's a very suburban, like '70s and '80s thing yeah. because, um, you know, we didn't have we didn't have an because we were on an island, but the water was so toxic <laughs> you couldn't hear it. And that's why people are like, I guess we better build the pool. <laughs> I lived in a place called Neuter Beach and could not swim in the beach because there was a car in the water right off the sand. 
That's the absolute and truth. Was in it. Uh, the body was definitely in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's unbelievable. It was, oh yeah, like just needles, and you know he could go. And now, now they allegedly it's cleaner now, but I, I still can't believe it. No. So there is a place called Midland Beach. It ran the whole length of from Newdorp to the Verrazano Bridge. Yeah. And what did what does Midland Beach mean to you? Uh, Mid, Midland Beach. Well, maybe Midland's not by. Is that would be at where Miller Field is too? It's on the so other side. Of, it's on the other side of Miller Field. Like to me, you say Midland Beach. All I think is keg parties in high school. It's like the beach didn't even exist. Oh, We're yeah. just in the parking lot for keg parties. And now I guess they built a boardwalk and people actually go in the. Why we still wouldn't go in that ski vats water now? No, I would. I, I would be terrified. I mean, it's like New York Harbor water. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's got many, many years of bad stuff. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. We had keg parties for our swim team. Like our like my summer swim team had keg parties on that beach. So funny. And now, when you get the gig for Saturday Night Live, you audition as a uh, like like the ones we see on YouTube, or you get it as a writer. How'd you get in? <clears throat> no, I, got, I went. I started as a writer, and then at some point, we had some auditions for Weekend Update. Um, and that's when I did that. But it, I was a writer there for like for probably like eight years before that. Jeez, I never liked the idea of two people doing the news. I liked it where they had one, and then somebody would come in and do it. But I liked the two of you together, and certainly that combination has struck. And I would imagine you guys are great friends because I see you guys tour a lot and do things together. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think a lot of my friends left. You know, when I started, I, I started with like. Andy Samberg and Forte and Jason Sudeikis and Chris Wing. It was a great group. We all started together. And so then when they all left, I kind of felt like I lost a lot of my friends. Yeah. And uh, and then, thankfully, Che came in, you know, started writing, too, and we became really good friends. It helps me. Uh, it, it's also just the fun of work. You know, when you're working with a friend, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and then also when you do Weekend Update, and that's your main thing, they kind of... They let that be your thing. You don't have to worry about doing other sketches, right? Yeah, no. I mean, occasionally they'll, you know, someone will write something for us, but which is fun too if you just can pop in and do it. But it's uh, generally it's a lot. It's enough to worry about weekend update and also writing stuff. So it's it's fun. It's a, it's a crazy job. Plus, you're, it works for you because you're good looking. You got like a you got that news guy head. On your, on your shoulder. So you, got, you got news head. You got news head, so it looks like you belong I got there. that news head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're talking to Colin Jost, who's going to be at the Capitol Theater tonight at 8 o'clock. There are a few tickets available, 727-791-7400, uh, if you want to get them and go see them. And uh, I, I have been to a couple of the Saturday Night Live tapings, and um well, who'd you see do you remember yeah so i saw wait i, I do remember <laughs> the first time i went when i was trying to impress my now wife who is then my girlfriend and you get uh david wells who played for the yankees is a good friend of mine and he got me tickets so i'm like sitting right outside of lauren's box john c Riley <laughs> is in there i'm like this is awesome and who's hosting this stupid show freddie prince jr and <laughs> macy gray it was the worst the worst ever but then recently <laughs> recently moment of time yeah it was yeah. gross and then and recently i went and uh where i actually saw you um at the after party and it was uh 
Jennifer Lawrence was there, but it was Woody Harrelson, I think, that was hosting. Oh, yeah. Right? It was Woody Harrelson was hosting, and then Jennifer oh, Lawrence yeah. and the rest of the Hunger Games people came out on stage. That was pretty cool. And then right. Kendrick Lamar was Kendrick oh. Lamar was right. Yeah. 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 It's funny. You remember yeah, all that. Yeah. Woody Harrelson is great. And, you like, you forget, or I forgot, he was on cheer. So he also has full, like, sitcom timing. In, in addition to being a great actor. So he's kind of perfect for the show. Yeah, yeah. And plus, he seems like one of those guys that, that would enjoy doing it. Do you get the feeling sometimes that hosts are like, I got to do this. It's kind of like a, it's an iconic thing you got to do, but they're not nearly as into it as a guy like Woody would be. Yeah, sometimes. I, most people are most people are nervous. You know, a lot of people have never done live theater or television so they're like if they're just if they've only done movies then they're do you like it when a non-actor or actress does it i used to love that when i was a kid and they'd have like a politician or when trump was on not that long ago or an athlete yeah uh, especially if like an athlete comes on and does a good job you're like oh this is great yeah, yeah, I, I love that. My, I, this writer, uh, Jim Downey, he used to work at the show for a long time, always asked Lauren to have a dog host. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when Beethoven came out or whatever, like to have the dog host. That would be so fun to write for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I know I've never met you, but I think that I know of three ladies that you've at least made out with <laughs> all, all I saw you at the, I'll tell you this I, this is that night of I went to two after parties so I can't remember which one it was but uh I, I saw you at the after party at a bar and you were with a hot chick kind of fighting with her a little bit like not not yeah. not where the paparazzi would write about it but anybody in a relationship would know that kind of out of the side of your mouth yelling that you do when you're having an argument in front of people you know what i'm saying because <laughs> <laughs> you seem like such narrows it down <laughs> <laughs> the party was at uh i don't even remember it was some it was uh, i went to two i went to one at mastro's and one that was someplace yeah. actually off of times square somewhere and that was that was the one where you were side oh, like mouth, yeah, yeah, like a Heartland Brewery or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're always a weird. They're always a weird. The most random, but um, uh huh. Okay, so that's one. Uh huh. That was one. Uh, <laughs> there is a girl that lives here. I don't want to say her name, but she okay, is sure. gorgeous. And uh, she said she made out with you, and she was so drunk that she was afraid she was going to throw up in your mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, great! Not, 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 not that I'm not saying you're like a hashtag me too. You're made, but she just uh, she and she knows Steve, and I don't know, I don't know. She listens to the show. I've only met her a couple of times. But she's absolutely gorgeous. So two for two, and then of course now your famous girlfriend, which I'm like Colin Jones can't get it any better. He's right. he's climbed the ladder of life and is comfortably perched atop. Uh, it it feels like a real constant uh, struggle and living in fear. But. <laughs> <laughs> what did your parents do? My mom is uh, worked for the fire department for forty years. She was uh, my whole her whole side was fire department, and she became she was a doctor with the fire department. And then my dad uh, was an engineer, and he taught at Staten Island Tech High School. Oh, so you were you were destined for smartness, like you had smart parents. Like my dad was a my dad was a yeah. corrections officer, and my mother worked at like a diner. <laughs> mm. 
they, I mean, my parents were, are, were very smart, and I think that's partially why they did not understand when I wanted to do comedy as a job. Um, but they, thankfully, I work at the one show that they know. Like, yeah. if I was working at Robot Chicken, they would probably be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but Saturday Night Live, when you grow up in New York, that's like that's like playing Little League and then playing for the Yankees. It's crazy. Yes, it's a very. It was a place I always wanted to be, but you can't. When you're starting out, you I, I couldn't even let myself think about it being there because you, you, you think it's so impossible. So you just try to think like I'll do any job and then hope you can get there someday. But you kind of can't even think of it or it drives you crazy, you know. And then you get now being uh, at the Anchor Weekend Update. That's the iconic spot. I mean, only a handful of people have done that over the years. You'll go down in history as one of the better. Weekend update host over over time. Um, thanks. I mean, I, it's pretty. Also, very overwhelming thing. Think yeah, about. you don't think you don't when it's you. You don't think about it. Like I asked Slash one time. I said, "Do you realize that long after you're dead, that hat and that guitar and that long hair will live on forever?" And he was like, "I never really thought about it." But long after you're dead, and then Saturday Night Live is probably still on the air, and Seth Meyers is producing it. They'll, you'll be listed as one of the uh, long-running hosts of Weekend Update. That's a big deal. My hair will also live on. Like yes, because you have news head. <laughs> I have new, my news head. <laughs> <laughs> no, remember, remember old news head? Yeah. He was good. <laughs> who was who, who your favorite Weekend Update host before you? Uh, I mean, I loved Norm. I, I, that's who I grew up with, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and, He's. I still love his comedy, and I like like to go see him whenever he's in town. If he's in Carolinas or something, and he's uh, he's been, he's the best. He's, he's cool. I made Norm McDonald take a spit take in the studio. It's one of my greatest accomplishments yeah, ever. That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> he spit water everywhere in the studio, and it was fantastic. Uh, and and I grew up watching Dennis Miller, who I absolutely love. And uh, then there's, you know, the mediocre guys like Kevin Neal. And, and then there was Colin Quinn, who just felt like he was rushing through everything. Hey, let me tell you this next story. Yeah. <laughs> so the the combo that you guys have now, I think, is great. And I and now, now when you're a host on Weekend Update, then they look at you and they go, oh, you look at Jimmy Fallon, you look at Seth Meyers, you think uh, maybe a talk show in the future. But is that even cool anymore? Did anybody, did anybody think about that? I, I don't think about it just because I think it's a – you think it's really hard, uh, like a tough life when you're doing it every day. It's hard to make it like special when you're doing it every day it's, it's for me. But um, it's obviously you know, who knows. I think I think most of the people that are doing it don't necessarily think that's what I'm going to do. But then you you know maybe you, you that becomes an option and you're like oh that sounds like pretty good actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I would imagine especially a Harvard a Harvard Lampoon guy. I mean you guys are you guys are set up for greatness like that. I mean, like Conan was the Conan. I, I was one of my favorites when I was growing up. Like for that, you know, and he just did a bunch of weird stuff on the show, which in the same way Letterman did. And I just that that part of it sounds fun. It's, yeah. just, it's really hard to do it all the time to have weird stuff constantly. You don't want to have worked at Harvard Lampoon and end up at Robot Chicken. Everybody gets disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I let you know right now. No. By the way, I would have happily. I would have. Love the Dollar Robot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of things I want to remind everybody. Tonight, the show with Colin Joseph at the Capitol Theater, 8 o'clock, 791-7400 for tickets. Uh, the movie is called Staten Island Summer, which I'm sure is available on Netflix and places like that if you haven't seen it. And, of course, every Saturday on Saturday Night Live, along with Michael Che for Weekend Update. 
I, I really appreciate you getting up early and coming on the show, man. It's a it's a pleasure to add you and me and the great Pete Davidson to that superstar alumni from Staten Island. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. And John Franco from the Mets. <laughs> well, now, John Franco is a guy who kind of lived in my neighborhood. He lived on Toad Hill. Oh, he did? Okay. Well, no, not really. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he lived on... He lived on Toad Hill, and I lived below him in the Berry Homes. If he looked down out his picturesque window, he could probably see our horrible good times apartments down below him. He was literally looking down on you. <laughs> when he exactly. drove through, he would uh, go a little bit faster through your neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Colin, thank you, man. I really uh, It's a pleasure Thanks to speak so to much. you. I appreciate it.